Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. One of the things that's a struggle for nonprofits is they don't have funding for marketing and, you know, e-commerce isn't necessarily their strong suit. So what we're trying to do is to be able to unlock some of these channels um, to be able to better build their capacity, which I find really exciting. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code we are LA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Hello, we are LA Tech listeners. As I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am still not Esprit. This is Matt Mayberry from Dopamine Labs. And today we have a wonderful company in the social good space called Gifts for Good. And I don't want to tell you too much because I have a great, great guest in front of me whose job it is to do that. So without uh, further ado, Janice, you want to take it away and tell the community what you do? Yeah. So Gifts for Good is a brand new social enterprise here in L.A., and we're an e-commerce company focused on client and employee gifting, all with a social impact. That's amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit more. So what does Gifts for Good do? And how did you get involved? And what is your role? Sure. So we curate gifts that work in the client and employee space from a variety of charities, nonprofits, and social enterprises. Um, so we work with them to evaluate the impact and make it quantifiable and then be able to display that on our website so that as a corporate um, client comes and interacts with us, they can understand the good that's happening in the world if they switch their current gifting budget over to us. Okay. So what, what would be an example? Let's say at Dopamine Labs, I wanted to buy everybody on my team um, custom branded water bottles and notebooks. And I go through you and I, I purchase them from your e-commerce site. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? How does my purchasing then do good somewhere else? So it depends on exactly what you purchase. Um, we have a variety of water bottles, but I'll give you a for instance. I've got one that's made with sugar cane. It actually in the production in Brazil removes CO2 from the environment. Um, but it also provides six months of clean drinking water to a person in Central Africa Republic. So we would be able to display that in terms of notebooks. I've got a notebook that you could engrave your corporate logo on, but a tree would also be planted somewhere in the world. Interesting. So we can actually produce a social impact report um, for your company. And one of the things that we're working to do is to be able to say, what are your core values? What's important to you? How can we take 
this money that you're spending anyways and kind of align it to what your corporate initiatives are and then provide you social media shareables and a report to be able to communicate that both with your customers and your employees. Okay. You have a pretty interesting job title. I think you're the first person I've ever met in my years of tech that has this title. And I'm going to let you tell the listeners what it is. And then I'd like to have you explain um, maybe what a day-to-day is for you with this title because you could be the only one on planet Earth. And I'm going to go on LinkedIn later and search for it and see if there's anybody else out there. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, I'm definitely not the only person on planet Earth. I've worked in this space way too long. So Uh, My current title is Chief Impact Officer. Um, I feel like it's a fairly normal title, but in in the social impact world, um, I suppose it is. Outside of that, it's probably new. You should be like super Chief Impact. Make yourself a unicorn here. There you go. Um, (laughs) So currently, we're we're an early stage startup, so... That means you wear a lot of hats, Um, you know, as you know, coming from an early stage startup as well. But I am focused on kind of our brand partnerships and working with them to not only understand like their product capabilities, what's their capacity to deliver on what's needed. We are product first in our selection. So we don't want cheesy tchotchke stuff. Um, We want actual quality products that someone wants. But then we want it to be able to do good in the world. So whether, you know, that's a one-for-one, like planting a tree, or I spent a lot of years at Tom's, um, very familiar with the one-for-one, or that's actually employing individuals transitioning out of homelessness. Um, There's different ways to add social impact. And so what we're trying to do is understand it, make sure it's meaningful, um, and kind of do all of that, that vetting up front so that when someone purchases from us, They understand the transparency, and they can better connect um, with the makers of the product that they're purchasing. That's amazing. And you said Gifts for Good is an early-stage startup, which means you're fairly new. Uh, How long has the company been around? So the company started in its earliest stages last fall. Okay. Um, And the two co-founders actually met at USC at the business school as they were studying social enterprise. Um, and they were doing some, some research around real world problems, right? And where can, where is there gaps in terms of, um, social impact? And this is a really massive industry. Corporations spend about $60 billion a year on gifts, everything from promotional gifts to employee gifts to client gifts. And there's no one really doing anything very innovative or interesting in the space, um, and so they started working on this as a as a project and then said, actually, we think we can turn this into a, a real business. Um, I joined the company over the summer, but um, and we've been live um, just about a month. OK, um, congratulations. So That's always very exciting and also it's, scary times. But it's fantastic. Um, we've spent a lot of time, you know, like I said, on the back end, on the curation to make sure we've got the right products, the right mix, the right capacity to be able to deliver on our promise. Um, And then the design and the marketing. So it's something that, you know, we work with a number of, some of these are actual charities that are doing production of goods to to help sustain themselves. And one of the things that's a struggle for nonprofits is they don't have funding for marketing and, you know, e-commerce isn't necessarily their strong suit. So what we're trying to do is to be able to unlock some of these channels um, to be able to better build their capacity, which I find really exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. And since you've been around since last fall, where is the company located and how many employees are there? 
We are in downtown Santa Monica, so over on Wilshire near 3rd Street Promenade. Great location. Um, It is a great location. We are on the top floor of a building, so we actually also have a great view. Of course. Um, So we're three full-time and a a handful of brand reps. Okay. And those brand reps, is it their job to then get out there and find some of these emerging manufacturers in these countries that are making these products? Or are they looking for customers to bring onto the platform? What does that mean? Yeah, it's more on the customer acquisition. Okay. So um, we're tapping into people that are passionate about this space and have a network um, to help be able to bring in some of those corporations that um, just don't know about us yet because we just launched. Right. And I know you said you had worked at Tom's at some point. Um, can you maybe tell the listeners a little bit more about your history? It seems like you have um, a history of working in social good. Is there anything outside of Tom's that is, is worthy or of note? Yeah. So um, I've spent the last decade kind of dealing with, in my world, it was called GIK, Gifts in Kind, um, which is really product donation. So I spent four years doing relief and development. And when I was first contacted by Tom's, it was shortly after the Haiti earthquake, where I was actually deployed on the ground, um, ensuring that medical supplies and um, pharmaceuticals were being distributed to communities. And I, I was hesitant in 2010. Tom's was still like a new startup. And I think after experiences like that, where you were doing things that were life-saving, I was like, ah, do I want to do shoes? I liked what Tom's was doing. I'd been watching them, but I was afraid that it was a little bit maybe on the marketing end and not on the impact end. And so I actually said, no, I wasn't interested. Um, And then a few days later, I thought, I'll just talk to this woman um, who turned out to be just an amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Jessica Shortall. You should follow her. (laughs) She was a keynote speaker at South by Southwest this year. Um, And so she was the first person in the department. And I came in and made it number two to really kind of scale giving through um, partnerships on the shoe end. That's great. What an exciting time to be at Tom's, kind of in that genesis of the company and, the, and they go through the growth stage like that. Yeah, we were the early days in the warehouse. So I would say the company was just about four years old. So okay. there certainly um, were people there much earlier than me and we were about 60 employees. But um, we used to joke that we were a startup within a startup because she was employee number one in giving, and I was number two, and uh, we were kind of building it from from the ground up in 2010. And are you from Los Angeles originally? Originally Orange County, so Orange not too County. far. Okay, and then when did you move up here? Um, I moved here for Tom's. I actually sort of moved up to the, the state to Santa Barbara and then San Francisco and then decided to go back to business school, which I did in Milan, Italy. Um, I did my internship in Johannesburg, South Africa, working in a township and ended up back in Orange County. And um, for Tom's, I commuted the first about year, year and a half, and then got really tired of that 50-mile commute. I can only imagine. Especially with startup hours. I can and only like, imagine. I was leaving the country almost every month at that time for work. Um, and so I, I eventually moved up here in 2011. Do you know, because you've been there probably since day one, and you know the founders very well, the inspiration behind the company. They have a moment of uh, epiphany where they were sitting around and it came to them, you know, at dinner or in the shower or over coffee or part of a class project. Why this? And why are they so determined and focused to make this their their work or their life's work at the moment? Yeah, well, 
You know, the co-founders, they're a little bit different, which I think is unique for co-founders. So our CEO, Laura, she's a millennial entrepreneur. Um, She worked for Deloitte for a number of years and in consulting. She also worked at AmeriCorps. Um, But she kind of saw some of the waste in this industry that people were giving product that no one really wanted um, and was being tossed aside and a lot of money was being spent on it. Jerry, uh, the co-founder, is a real estate investor. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He is not a millennial. Um, And so they're this kind of interesting pair which came together in this class project is they were looking at where is there an addressable market to kind of integrate social enterprise and social impact. Um, and I think it came together and they realized not only this is a massive space, but no one's doing anything innovative. So let's take our our knowledge and our experience and certainly um, the education at USC in the social enterprise lab and and apply it towards this market. And why do you think you chose Los Angeles as your place to do business? It's very easy to probably launch something like this in New York or San Francisco or Austin. And outside of maybe the founders being from here and meeting at USC, was there another reason to keep the company headquartered and focused here in L.A. or on the west side? You know, I think that there certainly is going to be a market for us within the tech space. And certainly um, most of the tech is over here on the west side. Um, And then we're getting a lot of interest from the entertainment space. So, you know, you're on a show and there's a rap party and guess what? You get a gift from the show to thank you for your um, your work. And so we're seeing kind of this interest in spaces that aren't always thinking about social impact of, oh, this is an easy way for us to do that. Again, it's a line item on your budget anyways. Um, And so we're finding that L.A. is probably going to be a really good space for where we're at. There's also a number of social enterprises here. Um, We're part of the Social Enterprise Alliance, which is headquartered in Nashville, but they just held their annual conference in L.A. this year. And they were saying to me they were really energized by L.A. kind of being, you know, I know social enterprise isn't the biggest industry across the United States, but hopefully it's growing. Um, and they were they were remarking on kind of there being this energy and this hub here in L.A. So I think for us, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Absolutely. And you touched on an interesting point. Um, you mentioned like rap parties and gift baskets. And I have a friend that's an actor and uh, I went to his house the other day and he opened up a closet and he gets a gift bag maybe once a week from all these different brands or companies or shows or studios. And he had a shelf that maybe had 40 iPods on it. Wow. He, he comes in, he gets one in almost every single bag. It's an easy gift to do. And he looked at me, he's like, I, yeah, I can only listen to one iPod at a time. I'm not going to have 40 iPods with the same music on it. And all of these things are just going to waste, rotting away. And he had everything from an iPod from 15 years ago to like today. That it just have never been taken out of the box, never been unwrapped, never been used. And I imagine that's a great space for you guys to enter into where you can give these people products that one that they're going to want two that's going to have an impact, and three that's not going to collect dust, you know, in a closet for 15 years. Exactly. That's sad. Um, And to be able to connect, like, I think part of what's unique about working in this space is every, every product has a story to it, right? And so 
How do we use that story, communicate that story, showcase that story? So it's more than just a product. That certainly was the case. I mean, again, I spent a lot of four years at Tom's. Um, we connected with our customers in a way that they felt like, and they did. They were doing something in the world, um, and we were making it easy for them to connect to what was happening. So it's it's that same connection. If you give an employee gift, but it just feels like something useless with your logo on it, it probably doesn't have the impression that you want it to have if you're using it um, to try to acquire a new customer. But if you give them something thoughtful, your logo can be on it, and we are working you know, to make that easy. So you can, um, we kind of have the products on our website easy to find that are customizable. You can upload your vector logo. So right within the order process, um, you can take care of that. But there's going to be a story behind this product that you're giving that will get communicated. And um, we think that's where the power is. What have been some of your favorite um, promotions or cross-branded items that you've seen? Has, has there been, you don't have to say the company name, but products that people have either been creative with or put a logo on that either look neat or maybe some of your favorite kind of social impact results that have come from, from some of these campaigns? I mean, we've got a couple of different candles that I love because I love candles. Who doesn't? They smell wonderful. <laughs> um, they can be branded, but they're hand poured by women, um, former refugees that have been resettled from Burma. It's creating opportunities for individuals where opportunity can be really hard to come by going, how do we give you meaningful employment? Um, And how do we then work with you to tell the story and connect that back? So having been in IDP and refugee camps and kind of seeing some of that firsthand going, when we can provide access to employment to a number of populations that are marginalized, um, it's really important and dignifying. Are people able to search on the website by cause or by location, or is it simply product? My, if I want to do a gift, am I just looking in like a home goods and then water bottle and backpack section, or can I search for a company that's benefiting, um, like I said, refugees in Burma or empowering women entrepreneurs in the developing world? Is that an option that exists? Yeah, we have six main causes that you can search by um, in the mega menu. And then there's another section that has uh, even more options to search by cause. Um, But we started with six is kind of the main. So on every product, too, you'll see a description of the, the impact that's happening, like a short one. And then down at the bottom, there'll be a photo and kind of a longer story of the impact in the world. You can also search by by price, by items that can be customized. We're building out a few other features as well. Um, region is one of those. So you can't search by region yet, but soon. we um, but soon. And we we are touching, I believe, 165 countries through the gifts um, that we're providing, and 19 states in the United States. Incredible. Yeah. What exciting. You, it's very it's very exciting. You're yeah. almost like the Amazon for social good. Yeah. I guess, you know. Sure. I'll take it. Copyright. Sure. I'll take it. Yeah. Help me on that one. What do you think is the next, and I know this can seem like an eternity in startup times. It can also seem like it's tomorrow, but what do you think is the next five-year plan? Where do you guys see yourself (laughs) in five years? Five years to a startup. Um, It's really funny. So today we were meeting with a, a company, a potential um, product we may 
uh, bring on the website that I'm not going to say because nothing is very formal at all. Um, but it's a it's a product we were looking to carry, and so we reached out to this particular brand to kind of learn more. Um, and they're five years old, and they're they just moved into this beautiful headquarters and are really growing and doing great, impactful things. And um, I was walking with Laura and. And uh, we said five-year goals, five-year goals, because they're just celebrating their five-year anniversary. So I think we would like to to grow a larger team, um, grow out all kinds of features on the website, grow our, our product list, um, but then create like really meaningful impact in the world. Um, and that's also impact to, to companies that we're serving too, that are our customers, but saying, how do we make this more meaningful to you? Are you able to better connect with your millennial workforce now because you're giving products that are meaningful to them. Um, how does that help you in retention? So I think we're looking at, you know, impact in, in more than one way from both the, the customer standpoint and then and kind of the social impact in the world. And are you guys currently fundraising or hiring at the moment? We are not currently fundraising. We are bootstrapping this. Um, which I, the last company I came from was, was venture backed and that was new for me. And, um, I've come a little bit more from the bootstrap space. So, um, which, that, one, which one do you prefer now having, having done both? Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think the thing about being venture backed is you, you don't have to show enough customer acquisition and profit to keep spending money and raising money, or at least, that was from my perspective, and I found that to be quite odd. It's very strange. Um, I'm spending, you know, we're spending other people's money, and we're hoping that this works, and we know we're going to need to raise more money. And at some hope, point, we hope we make a profit for everyone, um, or we go away. And I'm not, I don't come from that space. And I think on the, the product, it seems to me that's very, like, the way you need to do tech. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the way you need to do it, but the way it's done. Um, I don't think on a on the product side, you would grow a, a business in that same fashion, or at least not at that same scale until you had enough profitability. Um, so I, I think I, I'm preferring bootstrapping, but I don't know. It also, you know, when you bootstrap, it kind of keeps you young and hungry and foolish a little bit. And that your everyday is not a struggle to survive, but you know that the fire is lit underneath you. And it's very easy to get um, comfortable when you, yeah. when you know you have a lot of venture money behind you and uh, it no longer becomes um, like a rush or a sprint. You're kind of just floating down a lazy river hoping that it eventually gets you to where you want to be. Yeah. It's definitely a different lifestyle. Yeah. It, it, it's, you talked about, you know, these companies that don't have revenue that are being sold or, you know, continue on raising money. And I, I try to explain to my dad who doesn't come from tech. hmm you know, I'll tell them, oh, you know, these guys started this company and eight months later, two years later, they sold for $100 million. And he's very old school and brick and mortar and all that. And he'll be, well, what, was, what were their revenues? And I'll be like, well, zero. They, they, they never turned a penny. If anything, they, they lost $10 million. Uh, you know, they had burned through $10 million, you know, while hiring and doing all this. And then somebody bought them for $100 million. I just, I don't understand. And he's like, well, what did they make? I was like, well, they didn't really make anything. It wasn't a physical product. They kind of just right. like brought people together or they sort of invented a technology. But 
And it just blows his mind that there's this yeah. world where people will give people money to kind of sort of do nothing, but kind of sort of figure something out. Right. And then you get a 10x or 20x <laughs> result on that. It's the oddest thing ever. It is. But ultimately, you either get that or you figure out where you're going to get revenue from or you go away. Exactly. Because um, you can't keep doing that, you know, forever for sure. But yeah. I think you can do it probably longer than I'm comfortable with because I'm a— I'm a balance my checkbook and right. don't don't live on credit card, you know, don't spend more than you make. Um, so I, it's a different mentality. It definitely is a different mentality. It's just it's so unique to this industry. Yeah. And for outsiders, I don't think they'll ever understand it until you really live it and breathe it and feel it. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but <laughs> here we are now talking about it. Um, how do you think Los Angeles has helped formulate and grow and scale this company? Do you think you could have done it in another city or is being here been beneficial and why has it been beneficial to be in Los Angeles? Well, I think it goes back to kind of the earlier conversation about kind of where likely the addressable markets are for us. I think real estate is another market where, um, you know, closing gifts and, and things of this nature where funding is being spent on gifts. So I think it just gives us access between tech and entertainment and and real estate um, in a way that not every city has. Um, and then, like I said, it's also there is a social enterprise hub. I think L.A. is interesting, too, in that we actually make and manufacture product. Um, and not a lot of cities, you know, do that. Right. But we we some of the product that we are are selling on our platform. I mean, it's made in downtown L.A. Um, and, and I think that that's unique that I can for a number of our sort of brand cause partners can show up at headquarters. Right. Absolutely. Um, and can't do that everywhere. Since you've been here for a couple of years now, you have a two or three companies under your belt. Is there um, any resources that you recommend to other entrepreneurs, other people interested in startups or social giving or social good that you would want to tell the community about? Um, I am a member of LA Advisors and Philanthropy. They put on a couple big events a year, which I really appreciate. I find it to be the one event in LA that I go to that if you come on time, you might even be a little bit late um, because all of the network I mean, happens like at start time. Um, there's a new impact investment company in Santa Monica, downtown Santa Monica, called Swell Impact. Okay. Um, they've been holding these monthly kind of gatherings on Tuesday nights that I've really enjoyed and found useful. Um, and then I go to a lot of um, the conscious capitalism events put on by the, by the LA chapter. Um, which is, again, tends to be a number of startups in the social impact space. Um, so those are all events that I enjoy. That's amazing. I, I didn't know about e either of those. So it's, it's great. I've there's, lived uh, too long in the social impact world. You have. It's, it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear that there's, you know, communities based around like individual industry verticals as well. Not just like startup, but actually, you know, individual startup concerns, what people are actually working on. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear that. What LA tech company or companies, uh, have you been impressed with or surprised you or what would you want to tell, what company would you want to like share with the rest of the LA tech community? Anything that's new or interesting or fun? Oh, so one I just mentioned that's doing these events, I think Swell, um, they're basically able, you're able to invest your dollars and get a return, but know the, the impact that's happening in the world. So as opposed to going to a big broker where you're 
you know, making returns on who knows what, and it might not align with your core values as a person. You can pick funds based on what's important to you. Interesting. Um, you can see the returns. You've got, I think, it's like a $50 minimum um, to be able to invest, and um, they are using that technology to to connect uh, investors to what's important to them. Do you know the website first, Will? Uh, n- not off the top of my head, but I can get it to you. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Whoever listens to this now. Um, Absolutely. We'll, we'll dump it in there as long as everything else that you've mentioned too. We'll put that all in there. Um, if you had one ask of the community, what would it be? Um, One ask of the community. I mean, can I be like self-promoting here? You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. I would say if, if you... Um, if you have gifting needs, we have a free gifting concierge. So we can take care of all. You can outsource your entire gifting. We will take care of it and we will align it to your values um, and we will produce you reports. So call me if you need any uh, client and employee gifts. And now I'm going to be a stickler here because people sell to me all day and I sell to people all day. So I'm going to ask you why. Why should I go through you? What, what is your value add here? Other than being charming and wonderful and a great podcast guest. Free concierge. There you go. Free service. Free shipping. Amazing. Amazing. And be able to display the social impact for you. So we think that that's all value add that you can't do anywhere else. Well, I'm sold. I also don't know any other competitors. So you're really the only option here for me. Exactly. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Do you have a outside of the website, email address, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, WeChat, we do not have Snapchat and WeChat, but you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Gifts for Good HQ. Um, you can sign up to be on our newsletter. Actually, if you follow us on Facebook, we will donate a meal to a person in need. Um, so you should definitely follow us on Facebook. Everybody should do that tonight. You should do that. Listen to this episode. Exactly. Follow them on Facebook. Feed a family. Feed a family. Exactly. Um, and then you can sign up to be on our email list. If you want to reach me directly, you can send me an email and I am happy to to help you however I can. You're going to have to speak and spell it again. Okay. It's uh, Janice, J-E-N-I-S-E at giftsforgood.com. Well, that does it for us. This has been a very interesting and a very exciting episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.